Dig a Bit, a podcast for women who want to dig into the meat of God's Word for a bit. We are glad you have taken a few minutes out of your day to listen. Our host is Cindy Colley from thecolleyhouse.org. Now grab your Bible and let's dig in. Good morning. We're going to take just a minute as we start our day today. And I, I don't know, you may be at the end of your day, but we're going to talk about Romans 1. We are in chapter 9 of our study. Romans, a much needed space of grace. I love this study. I learned some things that I didn't know before as we studied this, but we're going to look at the phrase God gave them up or God gave them over. We're going to talk about those phrases from Romans chapter 1, and we find that three times in the book. We in this chapter, as a matter of fact, we find it in verse 24 in verse 26 again, and in verse 28. When it says God gave them up, that's one Greek word. I'm going to say it's paradidomai, but I'm not sure exactly how that's pronounced, but it means to surrender, to yield up, to transmit, to bring forth, to cast, to commit, to deliver up, to give over, to hazard, or to recommend, to deliver, to um, deliver up and so to give over or give up or give over is about um, six times translated that way in your New Testament and three of those times are here in Romans chapter 1 you can tell I have somebody else with me today but that's okay this is um, this is a great study from the end of Romans 1 And it is um, interesting, interesting to see how the giving over descriptions are stated at the end of Romans Romans 1. We're going to begin in verse 19 where it says, because, and we're talking about the unbelievers here, those who have rejected the gospel. And it says, because that which may be known of God is manifest in them or shown in them, for God showed it to them. Now, how should we all know that God exists? Well, verse 20 tells us, and we read this in the Psalms, for the heavens declare the glory of God and the firmament shows his handiwork. We should be able to look at the heavens and look at the firmament and see that there is design. It says in verse 20, restating what the psalmist said, for the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen being perceived through the things that are made, even his eternal power and divinity or Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Those people who reject God out of hand without investigation are without excuse because of what we can look around and see about us. Because that, when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God and they weren't thankful to him, but became vain in their own reasonings and their foolish heart was darkened, and they professed themselves to be wise, and thus became fools. And they changed the glory of the uncorruptible God into an image made like a corruptible man, and birds, and four-footed beasts, and creeping things. It's idolatry here. It's literal idolatry here. And because of this literal idolatry, verse 24, God gave them up. So the first reason that God gave up people, he said, I I surrender you. I give you up to the devil. The first reason 
was because of idolatry, and that's in verse 24. And he, he moved them, he allowed them to move from a state of idolatry to a state of uncleanness, abusing their bodies between themselves. That's the first instance of this giving over, casting, committing, um, delivering up. All right, the next one is in verse 26. And verse 25 says, They changed the truth of God into a lie and worshipped and served the creature more than the Creator, who is blessed forever. For this cause, God gave them up to vile passions. And even their women committed the sin of lesbianism here, it describes. So, the second instance, for this cause, God gave them up. For what cause? Well, because they changed God's truth into a lie and were more interested in the things of this world than they were in the creator of the things of this world. And this time, God gave them over to vile passions. I think it's interesting that it says even the women changed the natural use. I hope that there's something still in our world that calls women to a more genteel standard a more um, a greater standard perhaps of um, I, I'm just going to say of chastity we should be I, I, I hope that our gender would be the last to be given over to this vile passion and then he goes on to say likewise also the men and then in verse 28 we, we're going to get to the third instance it says even as they did not like to retain God or refuse to have God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Let's just talk about that for just a minute. They did not want to even have God in their knowledge. Well, we come to a point where, and I think it's interesting here that the order, first, they didn't recognize God. Now, they don't want any part of God because what happened in between the failure to recognize and glorify God was a bunch of sin, a bunch of vile passion, a bunch of homosexuality and lesbianism happened in here. And so after the sin, they didn't want to have anything to do with God. I think we should go ahead and admit in our world today that when people say there is no God, lots of times it is because they refuse to, to recognize God at first and then they became involved in immorality and then it's very convenient just to not like to have God in our knowledge or refuse to have God in our knowledge. I frankly can see that sometimes there's the progression of sin and then at the end of the sin, we all of a sudden change our attitude about God. We change our theology because we've been involved in sin. That's what happened here. These people first, uh, didn't recognize God, didn't glorify Him as God, and weren't thankful to Him for the things that were so obviously from Him. Then, in the middle, they left God out of their moral lives. And then in the end, they said, well, there's no God. I'm not going to have God in my knowledge. I'm not going to think about God. I'm not going to admit that there is a God because I've become involved in sin. And if there is a God, I don't have permission to continue in this sin. I just wanted us to see this um, progression here. First, they didn't 
thank God for the things that were obviously from him and they didn't glorify him as God. Then they became involved in the immorality and then in the end they refused to have God in their knowledge. They said, nope, I'm not going to talk about God anymore. I'm not going to admit that there is a God. And the reason is kind of transparent here. They wanted to continue in their immorality, and so they became filled with it. And it says when they refused to have God in their knowledge, God gave them over to a reprobate mind. Reprobate there is a Greek word that means cast away, rejected, not standing the test, not approved. They didn't get the stamp of approval, obviously, from God, and they disproved themselves, and God gave them over to a cast as castaways. That's what this passage actually says. And then it goes on to list a bunch of sins that followed on the heels of the first immorality that was mentioned. And then the chapter closes. These people know the judgment of God, that those people who commit such things are worthy of death. And it's not just those people who commit the sins, but it's also those who consent with them or approve of those sins or who are the ones who um, give their stamp of approval to these people who are involved in these sins. So we have a slow progression here. Verse 24, verse 26, verse 28. God gave them up. God gave them up first because they weren't glorifying him as God. He gave them up second because they were involved in all kinds of passion with the creature rather than the creator he gave them up thirdly then because after they became involved in immorality they changed their theology they decided i'm just not gonna acknowledge god i'm just not gonna believe in god anymore because they found that convenient in their lives so that they could continue into sin and we see that the the sin path became ever broader and ever more full of various kinds of sins as are listed in verses 29 and 30. That's the way life is. When we first fail in our honor of God, that's what they did. They didn't glorify him as God. When we fail to honor God, then we make bad moral choices. And then when we make bad moral choices, we decide we don't believe in God. That's the progression I've seen in many people around me. And I suggest that's the progression that we see here in Romans chapter 1. And it ends up with those people being worthy of eternal death. And of course, we know that from many, many, many passages. So how many times did Paul say God gave them up? This is F. Um, if you're in the book, it's at the top of page 94. He said it three times in Romans chapter 1, verses 24, 26, and 28. The last time giving them up as complete castaways. Takeaway here, every single time that people drift doctrinally, and that's what happened first, they refused to honor God in His commands. They refused to give the divinity the credit uh, that he deserved from looking around in the universe. When we fail to honor God in his and give thanks to him and worship him as we should, then we end up with 
uh, shortly um, following behind that, I'm going to say, when we fail to honor God in worship and to do his bidding and to submit to him as God, to glorify him as God, then moral sin follows closely on the heels of that. And then finally, once we've committed that moral sin, we say, well, I'm just going to turn my back totally on, on God and pretend that he is not even there. Do you think Mammy needs to answer this call? I do. And so I hope you have a great, great day.